are the one, two, three, Star Losers! What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports, so I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. Hey, and I'm Eddie. I know the least about sports, but I'm your average sports fan, your average sports watcher. I just don't know the who's who's or the what's what's. What's up, you guys? I'm Ray. I'm from the North. I love to ice fish. Get me in a wrestling ring. Also, get me on a football field. I am an alpha male northerner. Call me a Yankee. And if you go to a bar and you see a guy shotgun and a beer, <laughs> it's probably me. That's us. We are the Sore Losers. And I, you may hear her voice every now and then. Morgan number two is joining us today. What's up, guys? Well, How's she, it going? Well, she said that she's just working. She'll yeah, be in so the studio. The microphone's there. Yeah. So if she feels like she needs to chime in, she'll chime in. So yeah. that's her mic is open. And we are starting the show off with a game that's sweeping the nation, and it is called Would You Rather? Would you rather sing like an opera star or cook like a gourmet chef? I'm going to have to say cook like a gourmet chef. My chick has Food Network on all the time, and guys, for some weird reason, I'm envious of athletes, how cool their lives are, but these chefs that know how to cook, they know the perfect temperature, they don't even know what food they're cooking, they know the exact spices to put in. You got Salt Bay, the guy that just throws salt on meat, see his videos on YouTube, it's phenomenal, and he knows how to cut the meat in like two seconds. These guys are so impressive. I want to be a chef. Who cares about singing? I don't know anything about the opera. I've never been to the opera. Doesn't seem fun to me. Seems kind of boring just to get up there and go, Oh! That sounds like Tarzan. That sounds like, that's what opera to me in my head sounds like. I want to be able to cook like a gourmet chef because I cook the same three meals over and over and over and over again. What are those three meals? I cook some enchiladas. I cook uh, peppers, turkey, bell peppers, and rice. Dude, he cooked that all the time when we were roommates. Turkey, bell peppers, and rice? Yes. What kind of turkey? Like sliced turkey? Spicy turkey. turkey. No, like... uh, You go buy a whole turkey at the... No, no, no. Like turkey meat. Okay, so you buy at the deli. Yeah, at the deli. It's like spicy spicy Italian turkey meat. I got you. Boar's head. No, oh. no, and I would put I'll put bell peppers, onions, some chicken broth in there, some oregano, and some uh, minced garlic, and some minced red- garlic. You mince it yourself? No, no, no. I just buy it in the jar. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. I'd rather- Do you have a recipe card, or you have that memorized? Well, I now have it now memorized. I don't know where I learned the recipe, but I learned that one recipe, and I do it. I. I- Cook some enchiladas that I really like. And what's your third dish? Uh, spicy pork stir fry. Oh, that sounds delicious. It is. It's got uh, pineapples. It's got green onions, uh, bell peppers. It's got some soy sauce, some you ter- sesame sauce. You do teriyaki's? Oh, sesame sauce. Yeah, and you put it in a wok and you kind of cook it all up. What, you where, where do you walk? A wok. That's where, what it's where. Like, no, a wok. Well, you take so, a wok. Type of I, pan. Oh, the, type the, of pan. Big, the big bowl. So those are the three recipes I know how to make, and I would love to be able to just come up and just start cooking different things because I get tired of eating the same food over and over. And as a chef, you can cook anything you want. You switch up meals, and you come up with these amazing, fantastic recipes, and that's what I want to do. This is a three-fur because I'd for sure be a chef. Like, I can already sing a little bit. Like, I wouldn't want to be an opera singer. Nobody likes opera. Like, nobody goes to operas. Now, nobody wakes up one day and says, I want to be an opera singer. Like, that's just something maybe your grandfather did and your great grandfather. Like, I, I want to be a chef, man. But the thing is, you guys don't understand, is these chefs, they go to school for this. They go to culinary school and they learn the chemistry of different spices and tastes. And this these things go together. It's almost like it's a, it's a scientific calculation. Like, don't put paprika when there's cumin. That never mixes. Like, those kinds of things, they take tests over this thing. So always know, Ray, your boy that throws salt on things, that dude probably spent hours and hours and hours in classes yeah, no learning crap. that crap. He throws the meat, salt bay, in the air and cuts it before it comes down and Whoa. it goes into little slices. <laughs> and it goes into the pan? Yes. Wait, he doesn't oh, miss. Wait, does he work at the... the Hibachi place? Does he work at uh, Shogun? Tokyo Steakhouse or whatever Benihana? it's called? Benihana? Benihana. Whatever it is, it's five star, and you almost he's almost a private type guy. You pay thousands to get Salt Bay. And especially now, he probably has, I think he maybe has 15 million followers on Instagram. What? Yeah, Salt and Bay and is Salt his... Bay is known for doing this. He does like a serpent hand motion, and yeah. that's how he throws the salt. Salt Bay. And he'll throw B-A-Y it. B-A-Y or B-A-E? B-A-E, Salt Bay. Like right. before anyone else. I think so. And so he'll throw the salt, and it'll go right on the meat. That's how uh, he's known. Salt. Before all else. Salt before all else. That's it. That's why you do that. So the first time I went to like Benihana's, it was Shogun down in the valley. It was a hibachi place. 
That's where I learned how to cook. I I watched the dude. You knew somebody there? No, no, no. They cook in front of you. I know, but you just studied the guy and dude. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say a word. I'm like, look how he cuts those onions. Then he puts it into the volcano and he puts vegetable oil inside the volcano and he lights it up. That's how he does it. So my first dish to ever ever make on my own the volcano was hibachi chicken. Because you learned it from that guy. Yep. It didn't taste anything like the Shogun place, but I did everything the way he did it. I cut the onions that way. I I did the vegetables. You know that big piece of butter he put in there? Mm-hmm. I'd ask my mom, Mom, where's the butter? I'd put the whole stick in there. She's like, what are you doing? That's what the guy Shogun does. Hey, and our, our buddy actually memorized how to do margaritas from a restaurant down the street. Because <laughs> they make them? <laughs> he wrote down all the ingredients, the number of whatever you need, uh, the salt, the lemons, this, that, the margarita mix, the vodka, every or what is it, yeah. tequila? Yeah, tequila. And then he came over to my place and made them, and he made them exactly like a place down the street. And which it is tastes like, like them? Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Because because here's how they get you. At you know the, who I'm talking at, about, Isaiah. Yeah. Oh, Isaiah Dude, did that. That's right. He came over before your show. You had some concert, and he had memorized how to do margaritas. Dude, I, I go in the kitchen the next day. There's a bunch of sticky margarita mix because apparently he did this huge margarita mix. He noticed that the bar was using fresh limes. So this dude goes to Kroger or the grocery store and buys all their limes. I remember he bought like... $40 worth of limes. He's like, it takes fresh lime juice. I'm like, you can buy that in a jar. You don't have to buy 80 limes. That's really funny. So he squeezed it himself. <laughs> he squeezed every He was in lime. the kitchen the whole time that we were partying, but he finally, at the end of it, had some margaritas from it. <laughs> and we're like, hey, Isaiah, we're leaving, dude. We can't. We don't have time Gotta to get go. the margaritas. Yeah, sorry about that. So that is how we play Would You Rather? Greg Popovich, best coach in the NBA. Yeah, hands down. And I wanna I wanna talk about a quote he had. He said, talking about the three point shot and He's how, losing it, it, huh? how it's ruining the NBA. Oh boy. He said, Now you look at a stat sheet after a game, and the first thing you look at is threes. If you made threes and the other team didn't, you win. You don't even have to look at rebounds or the turnovers or how much transition D was involved. You don't even care. That's how much of an impact the three point shot has had, and it's evidenced by how everybody plays. And I am 100% on board with Greg Popovich because all it is is we're playing horse now in the NBA. You just run down. There is no, you don't need, who cares if you play defense because you're just going to go down and take a three and hope you're going to make more threes than the other person. You don't care about getting offensive rebounds because why would you want an offensive rebound? Because that's only going to get you two points. You want three points. Greg Popovich is spot on. The three is ruining the NBA. I agree with that totally. And I used to think that we just cherry-picked when we were at recess. you got NBA games now that they're cherry-picking. They just hang out at half court, get the ball, boom, splash brother from the three. If you're not launching threes, you don't keep up with the other teams, with the Rockets, with uh, with the Nuggets, the Pelicans, maybe not the Nuggets as much, but for sure the Warriors and Rockets, all those teams. But isn't that such an old-school mentality of just like, oh, you know, I remember when you had to drive your own car. Now they got self-driving cars. Like, you have to move with the evolution of the game like I, obviously it's going to change the game so now you got to focus on your threes Coach, I mean but that's watched, all that matters you watch some NBA right well I did but even in college last night I was watching Seton Hall against college uh, is a little different well, not in this case Seton Hall was playing New Hampshire right and New Hampshire is just a bunch of little dudes Seton Hall bigger guys better overall basketball team the only way the only way New Hampshire could score anything is by threes so they never drove the ball Ever, I maybe counted 10 times the entire game where they just didn't take three-point shots. That's the only way they thought they could beat size. So in college, for the smaller schools, that's kind of one way to Totally different game, school. though, because college, the athletic difference is a lot different when yes. you're playing Seton Hall against whatever school you yeah, said. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. And you can control the clock more with more time. There's right. The, the second clock or whatever. The, the NBA, there used to be just... People that did certain things, like Charles Barkley was a beast underneath the rim. He was grabbing the rebound. He was the mound, the big mound of rebounds. Like he was inside. Now you don't need that. You don't even care if you have someone that can rebound the ball. Right. All you care is if they have one skill, and that's shoot three the pointers. three. That is it. They can do nothing else, and they can play in the NBA. And it just, to me, but doesn't I'm, it make it more fun though? Where like if you have a if like the the Warriors have a bad day of th- at shooting threes, they're not going to win. Exactly. So so it's kind of fun to be like, okay, they're not always going to win. They just could have a bad day where they're not shooting. Right. 
But that's that makes saying. it a little bit more no, fun where they're not like because I feel like if they if they had specialists that like if they had a big man inside that they could if they're cold from three they could dump it in use the post game they could get someone with the offensive rebounds put put well then, then what's my my point though then they'd be really unstoppable but that's but that's what I'm saying is if every team would do it now it's just three and if but is it, if is it, Ray didn't you say too like really NBA right now I don't know how to who to bet on because they're all good. I think that's why because it's just all good day bad day versus versus good day bad day. It's it, like a two on one fast break nowadays. Yeah, it doesn't even matter because they don't they don't run it. They just go down and shoot a three. So why does the second guy like, even run down the court? Really, they do. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, they just pull up from the three point line and launch a three. But why risk a three when it's an automatic two? Because that's all the NBA cares about is shooting threes. Now it's more valuable to shoot threes because if you make. Six out of ten, it's better than making eight out of nine two pointers. But what about the slam dunk contest? Like, what about like the show off, like slam dunk, like where it's like, oh, wow, that looks so cool because that's all that was anyway. Well, the slam dunk competition is an exhibition; it's no, not in the no, middle of a game. No, I, I mean like in a breakaway, like you know, just like it right. was cool to see a slam. It was cool to see Jordan go up and do a slam dunk when he was all by himself. Right. They now, just they just sit back and throw a three. Well, if it's one on none, they yeah. may go in for the layup. Okay. But if it's two on one, when you should run, you know, pass it back and forth and make the defender make a play, and then you get an easy layup. Instead, the other guy goes out to the wing, pulls up for three. You shoot a three. I am with Greg Popovich that the three, like, it's just. But what are you with though? Because it's just an observation. You're not going to do anything about it. Hey, you and you know the scary the thing. There's that new show. What is it? It's called The Big Three, right? Or what is it? Where they play basketball? What is it? They tried to like. It's a new basketball league. And it's those teams playing, and they have a four-point shot. Is it the the G League? No, it's that crap. Oh, the big like, three. It's three on three yeah. basketball. And they, I think, and that's oh. what. And Popovich does say that he goes, "Hey, I've I've hated it for the last twenty years. I joke all the time. If we're gonna make it a different game, we might as well have a four-point oh, play or coach, a five-point play because if you want to get the crowd excited, have some guy go stand on the five-point spot and shoot the ball. Was it yeah. half court? Whatever. Yeah, that'd but, be cool. Dude, no, that's dude, stupid. We're, oh, we're, I thought that'd be it's fun. It's not a circus. But we're saying I'll go to a two-point shot. Kidding around a little bit, guys. We're moving in the direction of the four-point shot. I would say the four-point shot is more likely than taking away the three-point shot. Like, if you... In the NBA now... Especially, they already have... There are just all these lines all over the court. There's no such thing <laughs> Nobody as, even knows where right, they are. There's no such thing as a bad shot in the NBA anymore. People just pull up oh, and jack three. Trey Young is now shooting at half court, and they even did stats and said he rarely makes any of his three-point shots. He's a horrible three-point shooter, but he keeps shooting these threes. So what's the petition? Get rid of the three? Like, no, you got to move forward with it. Dude, Play the game differently. Now, if you're a big dude who just posts under the basket, you got, you got, yeah, it's time to worry. You know, there's no more amazing defenders that we, LeBron, Kawhi I, is a great Kawhi, defender. Thank you. There's, there's, one. there's some good but, defenders. But I, I guess the rebound is kind of important, though. I no, mean, it's not anymore, though. Yeah, they're not making threes. You got to get it. But I mean, any but, guy's nickname now because of their defense, like we used to have Gary Payton, the glove. Oh, we yeah. used to have the junkyard point. dog, a dude for the Pistons. It was just mean and on defense. Point. There were there were all these nicknames, and it was almost like uh, Mount Matumbo. You could never get right. over Mount Matumbo. Right. You weigh the fling, finger. You don't have that anymore. It's just. Okay, you know what I mean? And because everybody, there's no one in the offensive rebound. Why? Because they're all standing out behind the three-point arc, the three-point line. Just, oh, here, pass me, pass me. And a foul, it's not even worth even trying to block a three-point because if you foul the dude, it's three shots. In the NBA, the one thing that does is when they jump into the the defender and they call a foul on the defender, it is so dumb. happens a lot. They do it all the time, and that's another thing about the NBA. I do love the NBA. It's very, comp- I mean, I love it. It's competitive, whatever. I'm going to watch it. But I agree with Greg Popovich. The only, the, the jumping into him just drives me so nuts. I wish they would just call that an offensive foul or don't call it at all. If you're not jumping straight up, if you're the one initiating mm-hmm. the contact, because it's, it's not, real, it's a foul they on the guy shooting the ball. It, it's, right. like, it's almost like a charge. Like it's it's the same thing. You they're know, not even trying to make. The, they're not even trying to make the no, shot. They're just putting it up and hoping for the foul. James Harden's the best. James Harden's so the, annoying in the uh, four, in the playoffs. Then he gets the three point play. Or the if they just have play. their arm there, if they have their arm out, what they do is they bring the shooting arms and they make them run into that arm as they're shooting, and then they throw the shot up. Like you can't even play defense. Okay, so question. So. I mean, you called it a circus. Like you're like it's not a circus, it's the NBA. But like does it 
Are three-point shots entertaining to watch when someone is draining, like, you know, 10 a game? It's entertaining, but, dude, these teams now are all going well over 110 into the 120s. Right, it so, used to just be the Phoenix Suns. Now I, it's everybody. Because, Coach, it is a, it's, it's entertainment. It is a circus in a way. Not like it's not like the Harlem Globetrotters, but it's it's a entertainment. It is kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters now. <laughs> no one plays defense. You just throw up threes. Yeah, it's fancy. And fancy are, work. Are they running plays sometimes, or are they just straight up playing street ball where you just pass your boys, throw an alley-oop up? Sometimes I don't even think they're running. No plays. one has a clipboard anymore. Dude, sometimes I don't see board. guys around the three-point line like, give me the ball. Get it over here. Get it over. Come on. Give me the ball. I'm like, that's not even a play. You think a guy would go back door. Get to the basket. Boom. Bounce pass. Boom. Lay in. I just think Popovich makes some good points. That's all I'm saying is it's not going to change, and you're going to have to sh- embrace the three yeah, you, if you're going you to win. You have to adjust to it. You yeah. have to adjust. It's, I, I just think he has some good points about there are no – there's no – it's not bad. It's there's not strategy. Strategy. It's not like you play this position. Yeah. You play this position. You're good at this. It's just if you're good at three, you're going to be on the court. You're and having that's a good it. night. You're having a good night. Yeah. And we're going to put this to bed. Good night, NBA. We're done talking about that. Done. Yeah. I mean, then <laughs> Green Bay Packers fire Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they fired another top assistant because he went on Twitter. Don't tweet. Oh my Win- gosh. Why do people do this? Uh, Winston Moss. Put ponder this: What championship teams have are great leadership. Period. It's not the offensive guru trend. It's not the safe trend. Find somebody that is going to hold number twelve and everybody in this building to a Lombardi standard. Period. Hashtag losing sucks. Stupid people, listen. Twitter. Everybody can see it. It's not the place to vent. It's not the place for you to express your true feelings. Like, if you do, just know that there are repercussions to this. This dude, what's he thinking? Why can't he say that to someone that it's going to matter? Like, why can't he say that to the GM? No, he has to tell freaking Packer Nation or whatever they're called and tell them what's really going on behind closed doors. I don't even see it as how stupid that he tweets this. I, I okay. He got fired. He deserved to get fired for putting it out on Twitter. So dumb. What I read into it is that number twelve doesn't think he needs to be held accountable. Who's number twelve? That's Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. But going that, after though. the boy. He's going after the boy, saying, "Listen, you can get rid of Mike McCarthy all you want, but until number twelve realizes he has to be account- held accountable for his actions and how he's playing and how he acts towards his teammates, that's what I read into this. Yes, is that number twelve thinks he's above everybody, and if you don't have a coach that's going to put him in his place and in an organization, then you're not going to win either way. And as we're seeing him on TV with the State Farm commercials, he's becoming more likable. America loves him. Yes. The, everybody knows his name in the kitchen when you're eating dinner. America loves him? It's, they do. It, I'm talking about everybody as a whole, even some people that don't watch football. Okay, because right. they see the commercials, they okay. think he looks like a nice all guy. Right. He, Stand by, stop, one second, bring Morgan number two in. You're going to speak for all of America, Morgan number two. Do you like Aaron Rodgers? Is he likable to you? Yeah, he's super likable likable to me i wouldn't be the one to go online and blast him that's the last person i would probably blast who would be out of anyone in the nfl would you blast someone that just like eh, he rubs me the wrong way he plays football i don't like him i don't think i know anybody by name enough to say that but it, it's typically the ones who are going off on social media if they if they can't keep their stuff in check they shouldn't have a high profile job where they have the ability to go out and tweet a bunch of people and say things they shouldn't say so you like Aaron Rodgers, you see him in those State Farm commercials, and you're like, man, that dude must be real and nice his, and cool, right? And he has yeah. his dog in the, in the commercials. Oh, yeah. You, know? spe- you throwing a dog in there? I mean, heck, you already got all the females. Like, yeah, that's a good guy. And how different from what, it's go- what is going on in the Packers locker room. Everybody hated that dude. Even the coaches now we're seeing. But all of America was loving him. While, and his homies, they hated him. The dudes he just business with every day didn't like him. It seemed, and when someone, when people leave Green Bay, the players, you never hear them come out and say what a great teammate, hmm. how fun it was to play with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I've never, never, heard that. never. Just go look. Donald Driver comes out and says, "Man, I mean that dude wasn't very." You know, they just, they don't have anything good to say about him. So this tweet. Just made me think, golly. So you think they fired him because he talked bad about Aaron? Yes, like and he put one. it on Twitter. Like, I yeah, think yeah, he... yeah, yeah. But the underlining real reason. Yes. <laughs> Is there a and... meeting going on there in Green Bay? Do they have to call a meeting right now and say all hands on deck, guys? guys all right, guys. Aaron let me Rogers. read you all a tweet real quick. Okay, so we just fired this guy for doing that. McCarthy's mm-hmm. out, guys. It is crazy right now. Everybody's turning on Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Are we going to be? I mean, there has to be a meeting, right? So he gets fired, and he tweets after that. Thank the Packers have informed me they're letting me go. Hashtag thanks Twitter. 
No, no, no. Dude, <laughs> no, hashtag no, thanks yourself. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, and back to what I originally said. Really, it's not Twitter's fault. Realize that what you're saying on Twitter, people are going to read, including your bosses. Like, there's just stuff that they don't want out there. If that's the truth, which I think you're right, Lynch Boss, it probably is the truth. It probably is, but you can't put it on Twitter. Can't. You can't. Or expect to be fired if you do. So let's play be a cool game. with it. Who would you rat? No. Oh, no, no, different oh, game. Okay, oh, right. dude, we're just keyed up Dang, for that. Yeah, I know. Right. We're used to... Would you rather? Dude, that's the only game we play. <laughs> hey, we're robots. Oh, a game. Would, would you rather? Who gets another Super Bowl <laughs> win first? Aaron Rodgers or Mike McCarthy? Yeah, Mike McCarthy's going to join with a great team. Who? He's been a respected coach. What team? Anybody. A that's team got, that needs a coach. Dude, you know how many coaches right now have only been around for a couple years that could easily just be let go? There's not these le- legends of coaches that stick around for 15, yes. 20 years. There's Popovich in the NBA, no. and there's McCarthy in the NFL, and then Belichick and a couple other random guys thrown in there. Dude, coaches don't stick around as much as they used to. Joe Paul, 60 years. Nowadays, that would never happen. I agree with you. However, I think Aaron Rodgers will win a Super Bowl first because it's gonna wherever McCarthy goes, it's going to take time for him to build that team, whatever team that is. The Patriots aren't going to hire McCarthy. Like the uh, already winning team isn't going to hire him. It's going to be a losing team. It's going to have to start from the bottom. And Aaron Rodgers has a better chance of doing it. I mean, he's going to have to. I mean, that team needs a, a, a redo. Like the Packers just need to refocus and figure stuff out. Well, but. that sounds like more years than a McCarthy just joining a really good team. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers thing doesn't seem like it's happening immediately. Does it sound like that to you when you say well, he it? He still has the talent. I mean, his talent is evident. But he's going to be playing probably with the Packers, and they don't—they're right. they're missing something. I don't I'm going to say is. Mike McCarthy because I don't think Aaron Rodgers wins another Super Bowl. I'm not saying Mike McCarthy is going to win it in a year, two years, three years. But just I just because you're doing career, career. <laughs> I think Mike McCarthy will be a coach for a long time in the NFL. Someone else will hire him, give him another shot, and so he can coach beyond five years, six years. Aaron Rodgers is 35 long. years old. He's got three or four years, what I think, left. And if he doesn't win one in three or four years, it gets really tough to win. And there's a lot of young quarterbacks in the NFC. There's a lot of good teams. And his salary keeps getting more expensive. It's going to be harder for the Packers to win. Not saying that they can't, but I just, in the next three to four years, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers can get another Super Bowl. That's smart betting. That was stupid. I didn't think about that. I mean, McCarthy has like his whole life. He does. He has his whole <laughs> I mean, life. I mean, Rodgers has a max five years left. I mean, that's a max. A max. He has well, another bad year, dude. Can you imagine it? it like, it's the greatest he downfall just, he ever. He just seems like the hard, hard head, stubborn dude who's just going to play until he's dying. Now, he's like, he could walk. play until he's 42, 43, but his, bo- his body's already breaking down at 35. He gets injured a lot. And so, that's why he's, he got, gonna, he's got good car insurance, State Farm. Yeah, he has an agent too. Should agents. I pack up my khakis? <laughs> hey, no, I just uh, leave, leave your khakis. I just caught the towels on fire in the bathroom. It wasn't me. You've never gone to the bathroom? No, no, no. just happened. <laughs> that commercial's pretty, pretty funny. funny. And guess what? It, we just did it play it, by play. It's yeah. a pretty which good. Means we're watching. Well, the it doesn't matter though. We're not. I'm not watching because of Aaron Rodgers. He says one word. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he just kind of there for the yes. face. And, and why is Clay Matthews the star now? Like, why is he in all the commercials? Is he is he in other commercials? Yeah, when his house catches on fire, it's yeah, Clay when he, Matthews when he the throws truck. the golf club or whatever through the window. That's an old tr- one. I know. No longer in rotation. He's in the and then he's in um what is that movie? Pitch Perfect Two. He is. Yes. Like, why? I didn't know that. And he does that head and shoulders commercial. So Rogers hooked him up with some crap because Rogers under- has access to some commercial Th- stuff. There was something about him and his hair and just uh, his character or something that separated him from everyone else. I remember him as like when I really just didn't care about what was happening. The dude with the long blonde hair. But we know, you know for, what I mean. Like, absolutely, and it's his look. It's what he is. Yeah, it just so kind of course separates he's going to get a TV commercial with long hair. Head and shoulders. It makes perfect <laughs> right. sense. But what I'm saying is with commercials, we understand it. You could turn down, in our industry, you could turn down every commercial, right? Yes. For the most part. Yeah, but but yeah, Coach, and Antonio Brown's in one. Juju Smith-Schuster's in one. Antonio Brown is a huge star. I don't Ju- consider Juju's in one. Matthew. Dak is in one. Uh, what Gr- is Dak in? He's in the Campbell Soup when he's just oh, like, right. I practice. What is Juju in? He's in the Dancing with Antonio Brown. He's teaching him how to do a dance. It's Pizza Hut or something. So that's really more of an Antonio Brown commercial than you needed a teammate. You must have kids, dude. You know these commercials like the back Yeah, of I'm like, hand. I don't really, I guess I don't watch My commercials. My kids love the commercials. Dude, when it's commercial time, I'm chugging beers. I don't remember any of these commercials. I yeah. am changing the channel during commercials. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to the fridge. I don't know, but I 
rarely see commercials unless I'm stuck on an airplane and I'm watching a game and they you realize, man, there's a lot of commercials in an NFL game because you're just sitting there going, all right, come back from break because you don't have time to on an airplane to change the channel. All right, this, that. I don't moment. know why I know all these commercials, honestly. And I now they I get us with the in-game commercials. All right, guys. Oh, the, well, bo- the Bozo. But I don't know. No, I like that. Is, where they have the- I, lo- I love it, but they get you every time. The game has been going good. We're going to let this Bose commercial run, and it's been a good... Oh, they got me with the commercial. Dang I've already it. watched like 10 seconds of it. We're going to stick around. Oh, so there's no commercial? Oh, Bose, there it jumps in. They're in smart. A, uh, um, who was it? Todd Gurley at the beginning of the season, he had a commercial... Uh, Jay Ajayi had a commercial. Jay Ajayi, no, he did yes, not. Yes, he did because what? because I remember my kids specifically going. Jay is, Ajayi, is that guy British? He's is he British by the way? Because because he has a British accent in that commercial. I am trying. I'm looking up his commercial. Sorry, he, I think the commercial uh, yeah, he's I'm, from the United Kingdom. Yeah, UK. That's when, uh, he British. went to Boise State. Oh, I knew that. When you com- didn't know that, and now you do. So next time you're at a bar and everyone's like, "Where did Jay Ajayi?" I knew go to he was school? Boise State. Um, it wasn't Statue of Liberty year, but, but that's it was the after first. That. that commercial coach is the first time I realized that he was British because he's like he says something. Ah, thanks, man. I'll do that. Do that. Be right there. Be right back. The athlete commercial that impresses me the most is the Heisman House when they're able to get all those Heisman Trophy winners in the exact same what house at doing? the exact same time. What are they all doing? Nothing. What's Matt Liner doing? So right they have now? time, <laughs> coach. Call him yeah. up. And text him right now. Because sometimes at times it seems like they have about twenty of them in town. You know. They okay, have... somebody's in the other room, and we all get dis- out of Wait focus. A How? Are you in those commercials? They are just sitting on, they're living off their Heisman. That's what they're yeah. doing. Okay. They That's do why anything. they're in the commercial. Okay, because- I'm just always impressed. I'm like, they got all those guys in at the same time to film this. That's cool. Now, the one I do like right now is the <laughs> Dr. Pepper one with Eddie George. Uh huh. When the guy goes to the doctor he's and he's the f- hamburger yeah. flipper. Yeah, he's the hamburger <laughs> flipper. That one makes me laugh every single time. And he's like, Doc, am I still going to be able to, to he's grill? He's the best flipper around. And he goes, I'm sorry, man. Your season's over. No, dog. And he goes, why can't you use his, uh, your other hand? That's his Dr. Pepper hand. And then he shows him out of the next tailgate hey, trying to use struggling. his right hand. He, he <laughs> flings the burger. Oh, man, that is a funny commercial. Dr. Pepper has some good commercials because they have that dude oh, who's they have the that Dr. Dude, Pepper the guy. The crazy dude who's that, the Dr. Pepper he, guy. He invented the college football playoff. Huh? That's what he acts like right. when oh, he. Yes, correct. He's like, I yes. came up with this. I he acts like up- an expert, but he's just a Dr. Pepper yeah. dealer. Uh, Morgan, number two, do you have any favorite commercials? Do you watch commercials during games? Yeah, especially during the Super Bowl, I do. That's like, I well, tune into the Super Bowl for the commercials. Dude, you're that's, talking to America right that's now. That's different. I mean, us too. I mean, obviously. Um, Does any of them stand out that I guess have an athlete in them or any other commercials that you watch during a sporting event? Most of them are probably going to have an athlete in them if it's during a sporting yes. event. Yes. Because my chick's channels, dude, I mean, she never has an athlete in any of her commercials. Every one of her commercials is like, oh. Jennifer Garner. Oh, dude, it's all girls talking to yes. girls about hair, makeup. <laughs> so yeah, that's because we're watching the Hallmark Channel, yes. Lifetime. Like, yeah, we, it's, it's crazy, the completely different commercials, polar opposite that guys get and that girls get. Guys are all beer at. You should watch kids' commercials. On the kids' channels? It's crazy, dude. It's all toys. <laughs> and, and every time a commercial comes on, my kids fall for it. That looks so awesome. I want that toy. I'm like, great. That's how they do it. Who wins a national title next? Ohio uh, State or Urban Meyer? Because uh, Urban Meyer says he's retiring from coaching. Yeah, you know he's coming back. Coach, a national though. title, that's a, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of work. I Dude, just I just don't see Ohio State winning one with your boy Ryan Day. No, he's Dude, good. I, I got to go. Alabama still. I mean, for the next ten years, right? Nah, nah, nah. Do they have another quarterback coming up in the ring? They have two as brothers. They do have two as brothers. He's committed. Same dad. <laughs> They both like football <laughs> after that upbringing. That's crazy. Dude, easily Ohio State. Their Big Ten's pretty easy, and they play a lot of Big Ten teams. I've just started to realize that. They rarely have to play SEC, it seems like, until championship time. I mean, dude, Big Ten almost. You have a clear-cut path right to the championship if you have a decent year. Ohio State almost made it in. No, it, almost, uh, and they yeah, suck. You have a path to the Final Four, but, I mean, you can't, like— You have an easier path. It just seems like it. Dude, Ohio State sucked to Purdue, and they almost made it to the Final Four. Almost. Hey. If Oklahoma would have lost. I'm going to play your numbers game, though. Urban Meyer doesn't have enough years. Ohio State has the rest of their <laughs> university life. Like Ohio State will win the next national championship. I don't think Urban Meyer will win one. I don't Even if he comes back or whatever he does with his life. But Ohio State, I don't think, will win one in the next 10 years, 20 years. 
Wow. You know, Urban Meyer now, for sure, is just getting such a bad little rap and image and look. Just, you think? It, I mean, a for sure now, after all this. Urban like, Meyer will win a national title within the next five years. He might you go do? NFL. What if he goes NFL? He's not going to NFL. He'll go to a I co- guess he's kind of young, huh? Yeah, he, he wins everywhere he goes. He he was undefeated at Utah. He wins some national titles at Florida. Then he wins a national title at Ohio State. I mean, I just think he takes a year off, lets the you know kind of controversy blow over, kind of disappear for yeah. a little bit, win back over America, win over fans, be on TV, likable guy. People forget about the whole controversy. He's back on the sidelines. His headaches are gone, and he starts recruiting, wins a national title four years. Morgan, number two, do you know who he is? No. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought about it for a second. But you uh, know Nick Saban. Yeah, I know so Nick Saban. So he's a household name. Urban Meyer, getting there. Yeah, I think Wait, a lot of was, college. Was he the one who coached under Saban? No. Who's the one who coached under Saban and just went to a new team? Kirby Smart. Yeah. Yeah, they just played okay. each other he, he, at That's Georgia. Georgia. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Well, you so want to tell her who he is real quick? Well, Urban Meyer, he... I mean, Lunchbox loves him. No, I hate him. He's a sleazeball, slimeball. He's retiring after this year because he has health issues, but really... he become pretty well-known at Florida with Tim Tebow, right? Yeah. And then it seems like a couple years after that, that's when he said he had health issues, got out of that program. Yeah, he so... said he retired from coaching, was off for a year, and then he took the Ohio State job, then there was... Some controversy at the beginning of this year for an assistant coach that was accused of domestic violence. He tried to kind of sweep it under the rug, keep it, you know, under wraps. Oh, okay, okay. I know who you're talking she's about looking now. At her, I just, she's looking yeah. at his picture. Yeah. But when you said that, too, the two, the picture and that combined, yeah, yeah. I, I do. So, well, uh, can I ask you guys a question on the topic of coaches and stuff? My alma mater, Bill Snyder. Oh, he needs to retire. Retired. He, he did. He, yeah, I, no, I'm glad he retired. It was what I'm like. He needed to retire. He was so. I mean, he was like 85 years old. I feel like, or he looked 100. I mean, was he still doing a lot though? I, yes. I realize now they have guys that play call this, play call that. As a coach, are you really doing that much when he's at his age? Or a lot of assistants and stuff. 79 out. years There's, old. He's getting a lot of help. I mean, and what's crazy though is that he could still recruit kids, and kids would still listen to him at 79 years old. How do you still have the energy to coach? How do you relate to 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids? How do you go into their living room and say, Hi, I'm Bill Snyder, and I would like you to come play football. What, well, Grandpa? Well, he probably... And they'd be like, I want to sign with you. And he'd be like, what? I, hold on, i got to turn <laughs> what, my hearing what, aid on. What did he say? Right? He said he wanted to sign with you, Coach. But I, I'm sure he's... Been... You want to sing with me? <laughs> I'm sure he's been doing the whole spiel for 60 years, coach. I mean, I'm sure he's got he's got it down like perfectly. Uh, hey, we're going to win a championship. Trust me, parents, with your son. Come to my school. Come to my school. Here's the briefcase of money. No, no, coach. They stopped doing that in 1960. <laughs> oh, no more money? Okay, sorry. You can't have the money anymore. It's going to be the funnest university you'll ever experience. You're going to have. State. Here, watch this movie. It's called Animal House. It's all you need to know about college. Okay. Morgan number two. <laughs> no, no, no. Morgan number two. Easy on that one. Did you ever see Bill Snyder when you went to K-State? Did you ever see that guy walking around campus? Yes, and I, I did meet really? him. Really? Yeah. Okay, tell me about Like, what what, what did you say to him? Is he genuinely nice? Because he seems like a genuinely nice grandpa. He's a Yes, he's a giant teddy bear is really what he is. He's just really kind, but... I, when I lived in the dorms my freshman year, there was a lot of football players that lived in that. It was the co-ed dorms. And you lived with the football players? That's what's Tell us dorms. more. Tell us more. What went well, down in there? <laughs> nothing. They were co-ed dorms. I lived with women, oh. but okay. it was co-ed. Right. Um, so, but he came by there at one point, and they all respected him tremendously, but hated him. Oh. Like, he was a really intense coach, but they respected him so much. So... What he seems gentle and kind because, yeah, he is older. I mean, they really didn't like him. After the season, they'd be like, I respect everything he did. I get it. Yeah. That's a great coach. But during the time, they're like, no. He probably instilled fear into them. Yeah. You know? I mean, you kind of have to do that with kids. I did worry about him sort of Having this a heart year. Attack. Heart attack or... Aneurysm. If, you know, someone gets tackled out of bounds. Oh, God, I was done. worried Joe that, Paul went down. That, that he would not be able to get out of the way. A Stop. guy got Joe Paul yes. one time and he took it. He bit it bad. I hate, and I, I thought, hate seeing old, old people fall. I thought that he was going to get a Gatorade bath and it was just going to knock him over oh. <laughs> because he was so frail. 
I hypothermia. Like I like I like Bill. What he did at K State because he was the coach for a long time. They were good. They sucked. He retired. Yeah, they're not good. He retired. Good in the last couple years. And they were terrible. So he came out of retirement, went back, and just started getting it rolling again. And it was time. I just felt like it was time. He was struggling. He's 79 years old. I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he's retired and he got to enjoy coaching for so long. But I felt like it was time. Coach, I will. Oh, sorry. Well, I'll just quick question. Like, I just wonder, do most how many teams in Division One football? I mean, roughly, is it 50 in Division, in Division it's One like football? 256. Something. 250. I don't know. Whatever it is. Does every team? What did you say originally? Twenty? He 50. said fifty. Good God! Does does every team? Okay, my bad. Fine, two thousand. Does every team start the season with like, all right, guys, this is our year. We're gonna make the no. national champion. Okay, so there's one hundred and twenty nine. One hundred and twenty nine. I was. So off. and what's crazy is. Imagine. Pretty but, much uh, half of them. Half of them make a bowl game. Just so you know. Right. So when people say, "Oh, we want a bowl game," stop. Half of them. That's that's ridiculous. And it, get to your point. My point. Go. I have a question. I want to hear it. And the question is like, you know, they this coach is old, and a lot of teams have coaches that are old, and and I feel like for some of them is more important for them to keep coaches around for a long time because they're respected and they just no don't expect anything from their team. But at what point does a team go into the season going like, all right, this is our year, we're going to win a national championship out of two hundred and whatever? Teams. I feel like for Alabama, that's every year. I say about 15, <laughs> 15 to 20, realistically, at the beginning of the year, believe they can win a national title. Every year. Oh, not every year. Every year, 10. There's some years that the coach is like, okay, we have a national championship. Next year, they're like, eh, not so much. Oklahoma State, last year, thought they could. This year, they knew they were going to be a little bit down. I And they thought they could win a national championship last year. So... Alabama, Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, Georgia now. Most of the SEC schools. They all think they can win it every single year. Other schools, it's once every five years they have a team good enough, they think, to win a national title. And some have less goals, like let's just win the conference this year. Let's Mm -hmm. win our division of the conference. They're not going to say that to their players, but deep down as a coach, you probably know – our goal, our max, is to win our conference. So, with like a school like K State, and they have an old old coach, like another and other schools that have just old coaches, they don't really are thinking there that this coach is going to bring a national championship. Yeah, like when Florida State had Bobby Bowden, you don't think they still thought they could win a national title? Absolutely. I just don't think K State believes they were national title contenders. I think they were content with winning eight. Seven, eight, nine games a year. They didn't expect Bill Snyder to take them to a national title. If they got to a playoff or a bowl, like a Sugar Bowl, a Rose Bowl, that's icing on the cake. They were competitive. They had good student athletes. That's what I think they want. There's some schools that I think are satisfied with just being average, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And they have to be because in college football, there's a lot less games. In college basketball, you play way more games. And All you, you got to do is get in the tournament. And in a tournament with 64 teams. In college basketball, I would almost say there's there's 50 to 75 teams that legitimately think they can win the national championship. Uh, now with the boys are like Duke and Kansas, now maybe this year there's about five teams, but I would say most years in college basketball, I'd say about 50 teams think they can win the national championship. Mm-hmm. They think if they get in that tournament, they yeah. really can. Yeah. They, once the, and the, As the season goes on, some people are decide we can really win it this year and others realize ah we're not as good as I thought we're going to be probably just happy to be in the tournament win a game and then we can go home and look at your team if you're a college football fan look at your team's schedule the next year when it comes out who do they line up to play if the schedule isn't that great you're never going to go to the final four if the team lined up some pretty good games hey we think we're going to make a run at this thing and try and get to the final four you can just tell by the schedule coach all right it's interesting yeah it's just wondering i mean there's so many teams i always wonder like what are their hopes like really? Well, like it, Wyoming. It's they, almost like when we right, play the lottery. Wyoming does not ever believe they're going to win a national title. Even with Josh Allen, maybe they got ever. a little excited. Maryland football. They do not think they're going to win a national title. And when they beat Texas right off the top, you don't think they were like, "Whoa, no. this could be our year, boys." No, they did not think they were going to win a national <laughs> right. title. I just, I don't. Deep down, I don't think they believe they're good enough to win a national title. That's. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm no. not a coach. Hey, th- I'm just asking your opinion and yeah. Ray's opinion. Thank you, boys. The Welcome. NFL came out with an article that they want to change the punt. They want to make it safer, and they are asking fans 
to submit their ideas on how to revamp the punt to make it safer. I know. I, I just let me start with this. I don't understand the problem. Like, I, like if if you want it to be safer, they have the options for it to be safe. The fair catch is safe. You if you look like okay, it's really high up there. Everyone's coming really fast. Fair catch. You have the option to protect yourself. It's their risk whenever they say, screw it, I'm going to run this for 40 yards. Screw it. I don't care if there's a dude coming at me 100 miles per hour. I'm going to catch it anyway, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make him miss me, and I'm going to score a touchdown. That's up to you, dude. That's a risk that you take. It's safe enough that you have a fair catch option. I would say uh, this is going to sound really dumb, but you have to stand 10 yards back from the guy that gets the ball. You have to be 10 yards away from him, and you have to be 10 yards away from the kicker. So the kicker will be safe, and the guy that gets the ball will be safe. I don't think the kicker's ever even in they danger. Get, they, coach, they, they get lit up sometimes. So you sometimes don't think they, they do. should be allowed to block the punt? They like, what if you're down by three points with three seconds to go, and you're you're cho- you're trying to block that? You, you that's important. Bo- right, but that, that's the only problem with that. That's I, I like when they that. say... They want to get rid of the kickoff. The, the me, kickoff's already over. Like every guy, they should do it, it just like middle school, where you just throw it, dude. <laughs> dude, it's the dumbest thing ever on Madden now. People kick it into the stands every time. I haven't returned a ball in Madden in okay. like a year. Coach, we're talking about the NFL. Oh, just for one minute, please. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's the same thing. It is the same thing. It's realistic, <laughs> but. Like we were saying, it, the onside kick nowadays is so hard to get. The Bears did get one just because Odell was scared to stick his nose in there, but. They it's are funny. Talk- they did it a week after you said that it's stupid. No one will ever get they, one. They talk- <laughs> I've never seen an onside kick. And then that Sunday, <laughs> they, that was funny to they me. They said they want to get rid. They were thinking about getting rid of the kickoff. The, that just ru- how can you do that with if a team's down by seven? Then the game's just over. Like how how does that work? Yeah, and and I so agree. the punt. Th- if I was coaching a team, I would just tell my guy, don't catch it. Fair catch every, every time. single time, and I would tell my my gunners in my line, don't block them. Yeah. Don't even try to block them because I feel like 99% of punts, there is a penalty for holding a legal block in the back, so you end up getting it farther back yes. than where you would just fair catch it and take the right. yards, and it buries you in your own end. It frustrates me more than anything when I'm watching football. I understand if you're down by... Five points and there's ten seconds left. Okay, go ahead and try to run it. You know, run the punt back. But besides that, fair catch, fair catch. You, you want to catch to make the punting situation completely safe. Maybe interesting. Probably really boring. Take everybody off the field. There's one person on the field. Oh, punter and re- and returner. Not even the returner. Just the punter. Wherever the ball ends up, that's where you start. Well, so it's just the punter. He just goes out on the field. There's <laughs> tumbleweeds blowing. <laughs> And there's not even a guy that hikes the ball to him. He just kicks it. Okay, I like it. It's interesting. You like it? No, it's. No, I'm, You're just I'm humoring gonna, him. I get I'm it. humoring yes. him. Then you don't like it. It takes away the aspect of the fake punt. If you're gonna go for it on fourth yeah, down, and you have that's a key play sometimes. So I don't, I don't know how you can do things. And it's just the punter out there. That would be a weird feeling if you're just the only one out there. That would suck. Like, but but you know, think about all the strategy they would come up with though. Like, all right, kick it out of bounds, or just well, the move. other team has no strategy. It's just the punting. Well, they have nothing. They I mean, have they got to just it lands right. Where it lands. They have to just land it and where it lands. But coach, explain this one to me. So when they do the fake catch, you know, sometimes they punt the ball and the returner acts like it's coming right to him, and he acts like it's he's going to catch it, but the ball's really going to go twenty yards. That's over That's a his pretty head. dope move. It's a smart move. I love it. I love it. But does he? Does he call a first catch? Does he wave a, a fair catch when he does that, or does he act like nothing's there? Because I'm just scared that he's going to get popped when the ball is 20 yards behind There's him. There's always that possibility. It's the same thing you do in baseball. You fake like you're about to get the ball. You fake like you're going to tag a guy. It's sometimes tough when you're running. Yeah, but this one's risky because if he doesn't call a fair catch, which fair catch, Morgan, too, is when you wave your hand and you let him know you're going to catch the ball. You and can't they can't hit, hit you. You cannot hit him. Coach, but they get the out of the I way. believe they w- wave fair catch. Okay, so so they just wave fair catch. That way it's just like, don't hit yes. me. I'm just acting. I'm faking it. And then the 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 defenders think, okay, I'm I gotta be okay. here just in case he muffs the punt. But really, he's hoping the punt's gonna land in the end zone. It's gonna be a touchback. Don't you think there should be a penalty though for waving fair catch when the ball's twenty yards over your head? No, it's called strategy. You get the, the it's the job of the defender to locate the football and but get there. Sort of like, but a you're de- calling a catch, and you're not gonna catch it. Okay, it's kind of a lie. 
It's sort of like a, a wide receiver can go up and act like he's going to catch it, but he's not going to. And but he's not waving a, a technical signal. I don't, like an official signal that says, hey, I'm catching the ball. Don't touch me. And then he doesn't catch it. There should be a penalty for that. What about in baseball when the second baseman goes, I got it, I got it, no, I got that, it. That's not a call. That's, that's, no, no, a, no, no, that's no. a call amongst teammates. That's no, not a rule call. You haven't you haven't let me finish the oh, story. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, go ahead. But what they do is sometimes they'll act like they're going to catch it, and it's really a ground ball to the shortstop because the guy, you know, like if they're running, like if the the uh, it, there's a runner on first and he's stealing. They act like it's a pop fly when it's hit, and it's like, oh, i got to yes, go back to first, but, but it's really not. But again, that's not a technical signal. That's not a, a signal that signifies a rule. Um, I if you, I don't think it should be a penalty. I think it's the— I'm going to write the NFL today after the podcast. Yeah, come up with your idea and yes. say, hey, maybe make it a penalty to— I don't think there's really a risk in punting. Like, I don't think they should change punting. Like, it's just the risk is up to the re- the returner, like— if he if he wants to catch it and try to run it and he gets popped, that's up to him. I love though how safety is a huge concern in the NFL now, dude. Back when we were kids, they never said anything about helmets, structuring the helmets. Can you the imagine like what like the old dudes think watching this crap? Dude, old days when we used to watch football, guys drilled each other. That yeah. rarely is there a big hit. Now that you go, oh. When we used to watch his kids, it was every Sunday. Like, do you was, think Dick Butkus watches this and just like, <laughs> why don't you just put sissies? Why don't you just put flags on them? <laughs> no, a lot why of the guys do wear say panties that. instead of football pants. I didn't know I turned on the lingerie league. <laughs> you know, I bet a lot of these old dudes are just like, back in my day, we used to whatever. Like Morgan, as a female, Morgan number two. Oh, do Morgan you, number two. I didn't realize you were there. Sorry, do I said you, panties. <laughs> my bad. Is the violence disturbing to you when you watch football? I don't think it is, but I have watched um, that movie, the concussion movie, and I I get it. I mean, with Will Smith, yeah, I've seen that movie. Are you kidding? It's, me? it's so a huge good. movie. Never seen it. <laughs> it's, it's called a, like it's, CTE. Or I know. Yeah, I've heard it's of about it. it's the true story of the guy who figured out what happens when you get hit in football, and I see why it makes sense. Watching it on TV, no, I don't think it's a lot. But then you see him get injured. They're, everybody's always getting injured. Everybody's always playing injured. You have all these players who are playing when they're hurt, when they should be taking time off. And that's when I think it gets concerning. Those few hits that you have here and there, I don't think those are a big deal. I think it's when you're you're just continually putting yourself in jeopardy because you're like, oh, I'm, I have a broken wrist. I'll keep playing. Like, you got to tough it out. Yeah. Uh, I got a broken finger, just chop it off. Yeah. But that's how it is, and then they get more hurt, and then it's worse. I mean, this is a barbaic, barbaic? Barbaric. Barbaric game. Like, this is a game of just, like, grab the rock and try to move it as far as you can violently. Well, it's the only sport, a major sport in America, where you can touch the other athlete and there's not a penalty. Right. In baseball, you really can't touch to grab the other guy. In basketball, you can't grab the other guy. In in golf, you can't grab the other guy. And in hockey, you can't grab the other guy. In in hockey, though, you knock the crap out of each other. Soccer, you knock the crap out of each other. Oh, yeah, Coach. Hockey, you can knock the crap? Yes. I feel like the majority of sports is how it is. I mean, you just take risks. That's that's part of playing sports. It's just worse now that stuff like that movie came out, and it's like a direct correlation from getting tackled. Yeah. It doesn't feel good to get tackled, guys. I've told you time and time again, it hurts so bad to get tackled. Whenever the, they said when I was growing up, we're going to play tackle today, I'd be like, oh, I'm sitting this one out. Tell me when you guys are playing touch. I hate getting tackled. It's I, the worst feeling in the world. I don't remember my body hurting. I remember my head. You didn't play. Football? Your body didn't hurt? Dude, I hated football. My body hurt the next day. The only not, re- my, my, not, my body didn't hurt when I got hit. My head, though, like I would see white. When oh, I, when I got hit hard, I would see white. I wouldn't feel any pain, just like, whoa, what just happened? I, I must have just got nailed. And then you're on the floor. You're on the ground. But the next day, yeah, different story. Your body's hurting. But that's what I remember. White light. My roommate in college, that's he loved high good. school football so much, his ears would bleed at night. Like, he would wake up with blood on his pillow from his <sighs> ears. What on earth? And he wouldn't tell anybody because he wanted to play football. What did he play? Oh, my God. He, I, it was, def- a, was defense or something? Both offense and defense. Jeez he he went to a real small school, so it was a... Two, he was like two ways, so I think he played both ways or whatever, but he said he just loved it. And he goes, I knew my mom would take me to the doctor and they'd tell me I couldn't play football. So, man, I had blood coming out my ears at night. I just watched the pillowcase myself. I remember my mom would get my <laughs> I would come home with like, you know, my elbow skinned up or my knees skinned up or whatever. 
And my mom would buy me like pads for my elbows. Like, mom, I can't wear this. Like, that's sweet of you. I know you're trying to protect your boy, but I'm not going to show up to practice with elbow pads. Like, but she's like, you have to be careful. I can see your bone on your elbow. And like, it's part of the game. I remember when me and my brother went to my mom after our freshman year of football, and we were like, we're done playing football. We're like, will you tell dad for us? <laughs> oh, you were, you were scared to tell your dad. Oh, yeah. Your dad wanted Dude, you to he play. He was it? so disappointed. He didn't talk to us for months, probably. He was so disappointed when we both went to him. We're like. Hey, Dad, so the season's getting underway. Uh, so we're not going to play football. <laughs> Literally the most awkward conversation ever. But your he's, dad's, what, seven foot? He's like, yeah, he's huge. And he's just like, what? And we're like, yeah, Dad, we're not your size. Like, like we get hit, When we get hit, it hurts ten times as much as when you used to get hit in high school. You were the big guy. Like, like, we're the, the small guys. Two small twins. That's really funny. <laughs> my, my dad, I never played football, and my dad didn't care one bit. And he also said, because we grew up in Texas, he grew up in Chicago. He said, if I lived in Texas... Not sure I'd have played football either. It's too damn hot. It is very hot. Like, it's very hot. He goes, that would have just been awful. But he never said a word about us not playing football because he didn't really care. But Texas football was pretty intense. I mean, Oh, it is life. That's probably worse than any other where in the country as far as high school is concerned. Like, you watch Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I'm I'm watching it right now. And everything, and I tell my wife, like, everything you're watching, all of this stuff, as far as the football team goes, all that's true. Boosters getting involved. I mean, bunch of illegal moves, bringing students in from another school, athletes in from another district to live in a, their aunt's house to play for your team. Money in the locker. All that stuff is true. All of it, and even decisions of where, just like I can't move my family. Like the the, the this school depends on me. I'm the coach. I need to live here. Like all of that. It was life. Because in a small town in Texas, Friday night, nothing else to do. That's what you do. Yeah, Ray. I wouldn't have wanted to play either. But you're from Michigan. What do you? What are you saying? Why wouldn't you have wanted to play? That I mean, for that reason alone, just oh. like the, from what I, I love Friday Night Lights, but the idea of everything that comes with it. I mean, as a female, you don't have kids yet. If you have oh, sons, that's a good question, Lunchbox. And they come to you and say, "Mom, I want to play tackle football." At this point in your life, how you're old? Twenty five years old, right? How yeah. old are they? What, what I don't know. They're Her make-believe kids? Yeah. Nine, ten years old. <laughs> okay, they're ten. They come to you right now as a 25-year-old. You get really would into you, those things. Yeah. Would you think you'd say, yes, you can play football, or no, I'm not letting my kids play football? Yeah. I would let them play whatever they want to play, but my thing would be, if you get a concussion, you're out. Like, one, you're going to get one hurt. One concussion and they're out? That's that's kind of when it starts to, it's, it's once their first injury comes, they all start to follow. But what if they have Tom Brady talent? What if their talent is superior and the, you know that these kids, if they work hard and they keep doing what they're doing, they're going to end up in the NFL and they get one concussion? I mean, I, I think. Uh, <gasps> I don't. Then, they uh, could then make at that millions point, more at that than point, then I'm like going to my doctor and say, okay. What's like, <laughs> what's the best situation <laughs> what's, here? What's five concussions? Let's be real. Come on. But I would. I mean, I, I, I can't be the one to stop them do that. If I, if I would, I'd be mad at myself. That's their decision to make. Oh. Hopefully by the time they're like in high school, they're making a decision. Yeah, I should do this. Yeah, I, I think shouldn't. every parent secretly wants kids like Ray and his brother. Like that just that on their own go, eh, we're out. Like Really? <laughs> yeah. I, so, Tua's dad didn't want that. Well, no. There I, are, no. I, mean, I think he's, he's a common. coach. He's I would a, love to be a football mom. Like okay. I would love to sit in the stands and yes, watch him play. But you don't have kids. Let, okay. let, let me explain something in Lunchbox. You're a new you're uh, a no, new I was dad. gonna I was gonna ask go her. Ahead, go about, ahead, go ahead. It, no, go ahead. You go ahead. But well, you, just I'll, as a new parent for you and I have somebody go with the four way stop. I, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> inching. <laughs> I, like I, I was all about like I loved high school. I love football. I love. I wish my kids. I can't wait to have kids because when they grow up, they're gonna play football. And now that I have two kids, again, I will. I'm gonna support them whatever they want to do. But deep inside, I would hope that they'd come up to me and be like, "No, I don't want to play football. I'd rather play baseball or I'd rather play basketball. Whatever, something that's not violent and can risk getting a concussion." Yeah. And that didn't happen until after I had kids. Lunchbox. We talked about Tua Tagalova. He's the quarterback at Alabama. Yeah. He did an interview this past weekend, and he said when he had a bad game, his dad would hit him with a belt. Oh, my Lanta. I laugh because he changed his verbiage. I like it. I, it said beat with a belt. Okay. And, and the headline so did. I say he beat him with a belt. Um, would you, what would, as a, would you, how do you, how does that make you feel? When uh, you hear, just knowing the story, the way he said it. How does that make oh, you feel? Oh, I hate that. That uh, that's the worst thing you can do, I think, as a parent. I mean, my when when I played softball and basketball, so if I you would struck get out, reprimanded did you get, did you by get my a, parents, but they would what's never a reprimand lay it. Like? They would just 
they'd scold me. They'd say, what are you doing? We spent all this time in practice. Why are you doing that? Why can't you hit the ball? What's happening? So when you struck out, did you come home and get beat by a belt? No. No, no. That would never happen. (laughs) And I would never do that to my kids because they're already – the thing about kids, especially when it comes to sports, they're already being hard on themselves. Once they strike out, they're like, dang it, everybody saw that. I hate myself. Why did I do that? All you got to do is be supportive, but but be also like help them get to their next point. I don't think you can do that with a belt. I think at that point you're just forcing them to either have a hate for the game or a passion for the game. You're making them go one way or the other. Yeah, and now Tua, you know, is in the running to win a Heisman and yeah. plays for Alabama, which is crazy. But but, more, but I bet you that that's the so rare, rare case. Yeah, that's that so more rare. often than not, I bet you the kid quits because the parents put too much pressure on Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like we beat this topic into the ground. We beat this podcast in the ground. Let's go home. You all, you done? You all done? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. That's all I had. All right. Coach, I mean, we covered CTE, the punt rule, and high school well, football. Well, the punt rule is interesting to me because it's just like, why are you trying to pick out of everything? You're going to try is always to trying, fix the coach, punt? The NFL is progressive. They do awesome stuff. Baseball doesn't change anything. They come up with the instant replay, which... The more I think about the I mean, replay, dude, it sucks so bad, especially on MLB The Show. You have to sit around for a minute for the umps to do the instant replay on PlayStation. The only thing I do see changing in the in the in MLB like is in maybe the next ten years or maybe twenty years, all the pitchers are going to have masks like face masks, you know, because that's just the dangerous. line drives back up the middle. That's, that's just dangerous. Like really, I, I'm shocked that it doesn't happen more often. But like, and the the reflexes that these pitchers have is amazing, unbelievable, amazing, unbelievable. I, if that that was me, I. Would would have gotten nailed in the in the nose every single time. Oh, never saw that coming. These Some, dudes move so quick. Sometimes I don't even think they think about it. But how does their glove end up in the right place? Like we were playing co-ed softball one time, and my sister played first base. She's left-handed. She could dig the ball out of the dirt. She was fantastic with the glove. And there was this dude on the other team. He was up to, and he ripped a line drive down the first base line. And I don't know how my sister got her glove in front of her face. She caught the ball. And the guy apologized for 30 minutes afterwards because he felt so bad. And she says, I don't even remember putting my glove there. If it would have hit her, she would be dead. Like, I mean, it, and that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I don't think, I just think it's just, you're just, whoa. It's like, a reflex. And just, just a reflex. Because I, I, oh. Like six years ago, maybe seven years ago, my, it was Easter. And I, I just bought a wooden bat, Louisville Slugger. And I took it to my parents' house for Easter. And me and my brother were like, dude, let's play cat. Let's play. Let's a hit. Let's do batting practice. With, with the woody? With a woody. And we're like. How do you he, hit with a woody? Dude. Hitting with a Woody is completely it's great, just different. Just because the sound is great and it just feels like it's like. Like, is it not uncomfortable to have a Woody when you hit? Oh, it hurts your hands. Don't he's the Woody being stupid guys? Oh my god! No, no, no. The Woody is always I just realized hurt your hands. It. It, the Woody's completely different. Kids now play with these aluminums, dude. It was Woody season back in the day when we played. It was tough with a Woody. So go ahead, keep going. So, well, yes. you would go to this. What you went to yeah, a family? Know, you have the Woody in your hand. No, no, you have the Woody in your hand. Go ahead. So we're hitting my brother. Is your brother holding the woody or are you holding I'm the woody? I'm batting and right. my brother's pitching. He's not too far off. Like we're not good. He's not a good pitcher, so he's not that far away. And so we're he's throwing and I'm knocking him out and whatever. And my mom's like in the po- on the porch, like, what are you guys doing with the woody hey, in the front yard? Hey, y'all be careful. Hey, put that woody away. Be careful. Don't hit each other. <laughs> Mom, please, we got it. Where'd y'all get that woody? Dude, five. And me and my brother, we take turns. That's a nice woody. <laughs> Did your mom hold the woody? <laughs> no, my mom never held the woody. Okay, go ahead. And so, go to the end of the story. The end of the story <laughs> is after doing it for like five minutes, finally, I got a hold of one and hit my brother right in the stomach. And with the, dude, with the ball. You hit him with the woody? No, the ball? with the ball. Line drive right in the gut. And he was just like, all right, we're done. <clears throat> we're done. Yeah, he's like, never go in the front yard with a woody again. <laughs> Are we done with this podcast? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. All right, everybody hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> Sword Loser Show on Twitter. Oh, see, now you, you never talk about Woody's. And now that Morgan number two is here, you do a Woody's. You're the joke. one that brought up the Woody. Coach, a wooden bat. Who would have thought you were going to bring up a story about a wooden bat? <laughs> I just bring out the best in you guys. Thank what can you. I say? Thank you, Morgan, oh, too. All 
All right. I almost made a really bad joke. Ray, any locks for tonight? No locks, Coach. I've been uh, ice cold. I said the Preds the other night, and they actually there was a backdoor right. cut, so the Preds, uh, the Preds didn't cover by two. Yeah, I saw the G League had a game going on like when we started the podcast. I was going to bet on it, but it's done now. And it's a Wednesday. What are we betting? College basketball and NBA late games? I mean, there's no locks in that. That's a crapshoot. Give me a college game you can predict. I think predict. the Spurs and the Rockets are on tonight, aren't they? Um, I saw I, a promo for that. I think I might bet on that one. Oh, boy. I think the Spurs. Well, do you have a lock or you're just. I have no idea. I'll check it when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had to um, L.A. to play the Lakers. Oh, really? Yeah, well, because we lost. We got blown out by the Jazz. Ugh. I saw a promo for it. Maybe it's not tonight. I don't know. It may, it may be tonight. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. it's. Lo- oh, great. They're at the Lakers. I might bet that one. I love those late games. It's going to be on TV, right? Yeah, ESPN. Lakers yeah. are covered every game. Hey, Lakers are fourteen and nine, boys. LeBron, let's go, baby, them, boys. Dang. I tried to tell you guys. Let's go. All right. Well, we're out of here. Have All a right. great day. Thanks for listening. Good day and good luck. Ah.